Hello world and welcome to the Overtone Warp Zone. This podcast is for people who enjoy games, love music, and want to know more about how their favorite songs work. Each episode will focus on some pieces of music from the video game corpus and talk about one musical concept found in those pieces. In our first season, we're diving deep into the score of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I'm Dan Bergman, and let's get started. Since episode one of the podcast was released, I've actually had a chance to get my hands on the game, and it does not disappoint. And I kind of like that we started with a Castlevania tune, because after unlocking Simon, I think I found myself a new main. His axe is so strong. I love it. Today, we'll be taking a look at two different versions of the theme for the Brinstar Depth stage from the Metroid series. The first is the Smash Ultimate Remix, which is arranged by Noisy Croak Company Limited, supervised by Yasushi Asada. a very fitting song to go with the fact that our friend Ridley can finally join the battle this time around. Although this piece of music is listed as Brinstar Depths in Ultimate, it was originally called Kraid's Lair in the first game of the series, Metroid for the NES. In this game, Kraid and Ridley both appeared as space pirate bosses and subordinates to the final boss, Mother Brain. Masahiro Sakurai fulfilled a lot of people's wishes and acted against many doubts when he added Ridley to the Smash series since the character was always thought to be too big compared to the other fighters. If people thought Ridley was too big, then Kraid would definitely be out of the question as a fighter. When he shows up in the Brinstar Depth stage background, he's as tall as the entire stage, basically. Here's the original tune, Kraid's Lair from Metroid, composed by Hirokazu Tanaka. Hirokazu Tanaka, whose nickname, by the way, is Hip, how awesome is that, has said that his intention for the original Metroid score was that the music might be almost indistinguishable from the sound effects of the game. 
that it would be moody and atmospheric, like encountering a living organism. This game definitely had a more mature and brooding vibe than Super Mario Bros. and The Legend of Zelda, which were the adventure game contemporaries of the time. The Brinstar Depth Stage from Ultimate is a remake from Melee, which had its own version of the song. Here it is, arranged by HAL Laboratory, supervised by Shogo Sakai. version definitely sticks to Hip Tanaka's idea of atmospheric and organic sounding music. The synths used in Shoko Sakai's arrangement have almost a vocal attack to them. Blah, 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 like that. Interestingly, this version also strays away from the original song for a few bars in the middle to the Chozo theme, which is arguably more atmospheric and less grounded than Craig's Lair. In my humble opinion, however, the Smash Ultimate version is more suited to support the Nintendo cast of characters beating the snot out of each other. There's one feature in the Ultimate Remix that makes this piece particularly great, which brings us to the concept of the day. Holy Rhythm! Kraid's Lair and Melee's Brinstar Depths have a definite 6-8 feel. This means that the first eighth note of the bar is stressed strongly, followed by the fourth eighth note. This makes two groups of three eighth notes in a bar, like this. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. You can hear the stressed beats have the low root of the chord. The stressed beats also have what sounds like an eighth note pickup in the melody, emphasizing them further. When it comes to the ultimate remix of the song, the first 28 seconds stay in 6-8, but then something happens. Listen for it.
The field changes. The drums force us away from our 6-8 time. We no longer feel it as two groups of three eighth notes, but three groups of two eighth notes. In either case, we still add up to six eighth notes in a bar, but the emphasis has changed. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. When notes are stressed this way, we usually think of them as quarter notes. One and two and three and one and two and three and. Mr. Asada has made us feel this song in three four instead. Let's just think rhythm here for a second so we can get this in our head. The cowbell to your left will play two notes in a bar, and the tambourine to your right will play three notes in a bar. Have a listen. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. We call this a three-two polyrhythm, since one instrument plays three times in a bar and one does two times. That begs the question: Are there other polyrhythms? Of course. Here's a four-three polyrhythm. One two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve. One two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve. So in that example, the cowbell was playing three notes in a bar, and the tambourine was playing four notes. But did you notice a difference in the way that I counted? This time I had to count to twelve before the pattern repeated. That's because in polyrhythms, the lowest common multiple of the two rhythms shows us what number we need to count to. Four times three is twelve, and in our earlier example, three times two is six. I actually really love it when math shows up in music like this. Let's keep going. Here's a five-three polyrhythm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. This one is a five-four polyrhythm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, seventeen, eight, nine, twenty. And I think any higher than that, we might go crazy trying to count this. As you can probably expect, three-two and four-three polyrhythms are the most common since they're the simplest. There's one other tune in the Smash Bros. soundtrack that stands out for me that uses the three-two polyrhythm, and I don't want to leave it out. Now that you're equipped to hear polyrhythms, listen for it in the ride symbol in this song. This is "Fight On," boss battle music originally appearing in Final Fantasy VII, composed by the legendary Nobuo Uematsu. symbol in that song it just makes the whole thing i'll try my best not to interject with my own opinions on this podcast too much but i will say this we just played one of the only two final fantasy songs that exist in smash ultimate by comparison other franchises have something like 20 on average nintendogs has more music in smash bros than final fantasy does I know that Nintendo and Square Enix have had a rocky relationship in the past, but the series had its start on Nintendo, and Final Fantasy VI had like one of the best soundtracks of all time. <sighs> but I digress. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you have any comments or suggestions for a piece of music or a musical concept, 
you can contact me at overtonewarpzone at gmail.com. You can also find me on social media everywhere at OTWZ Podcast. Until next time, keep playing.